I'm Jacob, I'm eight years old. I live in Kansas City, Missouri, and I listen to H2D Radio. Check out the link in the description. What's going on, everybody? It is Wednesday, November the 30th, and The Wire is in season nine. We need not say anymore. We're going to talk football. Uh, we're, we're missing Trey, but we'll get him next week. The Wire Sports Podcast. It starts right now. I'm going in first and ten. I'm a legend boy, a champion. They can't match the flows, the X's and O's. I'm breaking the codes, devastation about to unfold. They calling me Derek. By the way, y'all roll. Bet you never, ever, ever seen a pro this cold. I float like a butterfly, sting like a bee. I mix with I am Mike and the great Ali. I'm a running back, believe me, baby. I fathered the game, call me Daddy Brady. I'm like that, try be like this. Sammy so sub, that boy don't miss. It's the return of the return of the greatest. Any way you name it, I'm everybody favorite. I'm bringing the pain and bringing the fire. Hey, stay tuned, it's going down to the wire. Guys, we did it. And I, I, I messed this up at the start of season eight <laughs> because we took a break. Yeah. Things going on. But this is officially now the longest running first season nine that H2G Radio has ever seen. The Wire Sports Podcast, our flagship show. I've had a nice holiday break myself. How have you guys been doing? Been Good, brother. There's lots of games on Thanksgiving and Sunday, so we got a lot yeah. to talk about. Yeah, good week to come back. Lots of football, uh, lots of disappointment. No, <laughs> let's dive on in. Uh, for those of you that don't know, the Wire Sports Podcast, during football season, our new trend is to cover Hero of the Week of the NCAA Football League. Um, and oh, I forgot about this. This Ooh, can be... put a smile to my face. Uh, he just got so happy. He gets to rub it in a little. Um, so, yeah, this is this could be player. This could be coach. This could be team. Uh, the guys and myself will go through ours. Please let us know in the comments and review section who your Hero of the Week is and why. Uh, unless you wear blue and yellow and you got some nasty things to say, you can just stay out of the comments. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> whoever wants to get us kicked off for Hero of the Week. Shit doesn't matter. I'll doesn't go. I'm, uh, I'll give uh, I'll give uh, my Hero of the Week to uh, Jim Harbaugh. Because during the week, I trashed Michigan to one of my co-workers. I said, oh, yeah, he's a Michigan fan. And I said this before I remembered he was a Michigan fan. I was just like, oh, yeah, Michigan, they about to get their beep You know what I'm saying? I was just like, man, they got no chance. Last year's fired them boys up. It's in Columbus. They're going to come out here and put it down on them. But got to give it to Jim Harbaugh. He's built a culture down there. And uh, they're not going to just roll over for Ohio State anymore. And uh, uh, they showed it the last two years. So that's off to those guys. Absolutely. I just got no comment. Richie? No, com- <laughs> no comment? I was going to let you go. Oh, oh okay. I mean, I, I, my hero of the week isn't from that game. Uh, but I will say, you know, some excellent play calling aside from multiple mistakes from Ohio State that, that definitely led to the loss. Some excellent, smart play calling. Um, they were able to get the run game. They were able to get JJ throwing, which was the big thing, right? Like, you know, all bias aside, JJ can't rely on the run game totally 
in this game, and he spent the whole first half just working his arm and keeping up uh, blow for blow with Ohio State. Then they just took off in the second half and ran away with it. So I agree. Richie. Oh, do you want me to do my, my Hero of the Week first? Yeah, go ahead. Oh, well, my Hero of the Week is actually, uh, you know, college football, the reason I love it so much is because it's it's not like the NFL so much where there's millions of dollars wrapped up in keeping somebody behind behind the starting quarterback. Every once in a while, the starting quarterback of the NFL goes down and the, the next guy comes up. But in Kansas State, Adrian Martinez is a lights-out quarterback. He is their guy. He went down against TCU, and Will Howard stepped up in that game alone uh, through, I mean, his completion rating wasn't great, but he threw for 225 yards and two touchdowns. He did get a pick. And ever since this man has been leading the team, people know who Will Howard is now. They had their rivals, Kansas State, or Kansas State versus Kansas Jayhawks uh, for Kansas University, the Battle of the Sunflowers or something like that. Uh, but they, Will Howard walked them right into the uh, Big 12 championship with a 47 to 27 win over Kansas University. He had another 213 yards, two touchdowns, not an interception on the day. Hero of the week goes to Will Howard. Way to go. Stepping up behind a, a superstar, quite frankly. Uh, you know, when you lose a guy like that, you never know what's going to happen. And he said, this is my time. And now people know who the hell Will Howard is. Nice. I, I'm, I, I just, I don't have a hero of the week. I'm actually disappointed, guys. Um, and I mean it. I mean it. I mean it. I'm not trolling. You know, I always joke and I am a hater. This, that's not the joke. I've, I've always been a hater of Ohio State. <laughs> I feel like they're, you know, for the recruitment classes they can get in year in and year out, they are one of the worst performing teams I've ever seen. You know, when you look at the only people who have similar caliber NFL players is Alabama in the last 15 years. And that's it. Now, obviously, the difference is Alabama has won championships five, I believe, actually, to Ohio State's one in those 15, 20 year span. So my, my big issue, my big issue has always been that. Now, why I don't have a hero of the week is I wanted them to win this game, not because I hate Michigan, but I wanted Ohio State fans to once again get in the playoffs make excuses why they lost and you know now they're not even going to get the opportunity and and here's what bums me out too is these ohio state fans are going to be like we deserve it michigan's a really tough team they're number two in the nation and it's just not going to happen the only way this happened the only way this happens is if usc loses and ohio state gets lucky that they choose to let them in i still think for instance if lsu beats georgia just say for the sake of the argument that happens then it'll be LSU, Georgia, Michigan, TCU, most likely. And USC is going to get the pony. Ohio State has like 3% chance. I think they have no shot of the playoffs. So, um, bums me out. Really bums me out. You know, never say never. I really I really hope this that 3% somehow, I hope TCU or TCU craps the bed. I hope USC craps the bed. I hope Georgia loses to LSU. So there's a possibility maybe Ohio State can squeeze in there. But uh, I just don't see it happening. So I, I don't have a, a hero of the week because I wanted Ohio State in the, the final four. I wanted them to make the playoffs. It didn't happen. I was shocked. They always beat Michigan. But, you know, Jim Harbaugh coached a hell of a game. I guess, you know, we've already talked about him. So, you know, he's not my he's my anti hero of the week because he absolutely outclassed Ryan Day on Saturday. Uh, play calling aside, that, that's the better team. It's really that simple. It, it, you don't lose by you know 
20 something points and you know oh it was a bad you know no it's a better team uh disappointing i really i really expected them to be better than michigan but michigan was better at least this year and it is what it is uh I have no heroes. I'm anti-hero. Screw Jim Harbaugh. <laughs> he ruined my Christmas. He ruined my Thanksgiving. I was not a, like I love trolling the guys in our chat, but it really did bum me out because I, I I love feasting on negative energy and nothing more than Ohio State fans losing the playoffs. This doesn't give me any joy. This is just sad because not everyone's salty, and that's no fun. It's no fun when everyone's salty. You know, there's usually some little glimmer of hope. You know, like. Oh man, well, we lost to Georgia and Georgia's gonna win, you know, the championship. So I don't feel so bad. I don't even get that. There's no way Michigan's winning the whole thing. I'm calling it now. So I'm yeah. bummed. This is, I do not get to eat the Ohio State tears like I would like normally like. So no heroes Mich- of the week. Screw this week. <laughs> Michigan could lose the uh, Big Ten title game now. Um, uh, yeah. But Ohio <laughs> State. Yeah, Ohio State really has the better team, but once again, DJ Stroud refuses to run the ball. I mean, so. when when you don't that's, when you don't it. play better, it doesn't matter if you're better. You know, it's really yep. we would be remiss for those fans out there watching to mention they're they're without the number one receiver in college football right now, uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba. They don't have um, Trayvon Henderson. They are missing some crucial pieces to their offense. But yeah, they they blew the they blew the game. Maybe we could cover this at a different time. What the playoff structure is and was. It's moving to a twelve team tournament currently, uh, but supposedly it's eight now, and I, it's it's all very confusing. Um, but yeah, Ohio State sitting there at five, uh, USC at four, TCU, who is now going to have Kansas State coming in looking for an upset at three, uh, and then Michigan and Georgia. Obviously, Georgia, once again, looking to repeat their performance from last year. So let, let us know in the comments below what you think, Hero of the Week, if you got something to say about the game that ended up being the blowout, um, let us know. We got a lot of NFL to talk about, so we got to keep it moving. Let's go right over to, uh, you know, a couple of weeks ago, people might have said Super Bowl favorites uh buffalo bills came in and squeezed out a win over the lions on thursday thanksgiving tradition for the lions to play bills got this one 28 to 25 you guys want to pass play or one shot we can one shot all right whoever wants to start us off i one shot it this this buffalo bills team is still good i'm not saying they're not but they definitely have weaknesses. This is definitely like the first four weeks were just like, man, you know, and again, it's always you know, not reactionary, but just they look so far ahead of the pack and they're kind of struggling right now. And again, Detroit's one of those teams where it's like, oh, you know, Detroit is having a feel good season. Their offense was clicking. Then they were struggling. Now they're starting to you know, get a little thing going again. But at the end of the day, the end of the day, the Buffalo Bills are supposed to be a Super Bowl contender. I'm not saying they're not, but they're supposed to be. And they barely beat the Lions, who's, you know, quite frankly, trash for the most part. They can score, but they have no defense. So Buffalo's going to need... The good news is Von Miller didn't tear his ACL, I believe. So they're in good shape there. Uh, but Josh Allen has not been the man. He has not been playing, like, the first couple weeks of the season, the first six. Uh, I mean, it, you know, he's kind of playing like Tom Brady, if we're being honest. 60% throw-in. Like, not not great. So Buffalo's got a lot to work to do. They're still 8-3. Not like they're out, they're in, but uh, this was disappointing. Yeah, the 
Bills just got away with one, you know. Lions just not playing up to their full potential. Uh, on the defensive end late in the game, they couldn't get it to overtime. Uh, man, uh, how long is Von Miller out is what I want to know. That's going to be crucial for them coming down the stretch. Yeah, I don't know right now. They haven't answered. They just said that it, no tears in his ligaments, which is what they're afraid of originally. So yeah. we don't know. All I know is this could be a big deal for sure. I- yeah, huge deal. Bring it on. All right. All right. Let's move on to the next one. We've got uh, another Thanksgiving game uh, tradition, I should say. Cowboys, they took on the New York Giants and they got their win 28 to 20 on Turkey Day. You guys want to pass play or one shot? We can one shot. Yeah, I'm fine with that. If you're good with that. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. I got to I gotta give a shout out to Micah Parsons, man. You know, last year we talked about him last year. He's a rookie. Uh, he's clearly leading in defensive player of the year. The dude just is mm-hmm. always doing stuff, like two sacks this game. Um, very impactful player, incredible player. The only thing I'll say for the Giants that disappointed me, because again, they were a gamey Giants, and we, we've already talked about their coach is probably coach of the year. It's almost locked at this point, and they play around their players. Saquon Barkley, he's been playing great all year. This was kind of a dud. He didn't get that many opportunities to run, but nonetheless, you know, Saquon's been electric, and this was not one of those electric games, and the Giants desperately needed that. So, Yeah, the Giants started off strong. The Cowboys started off a little slow. Um, and then they were able to get it together, especially with that defense. Uh, like uh, Richie was saying, um, Micah Parsons, he's just playing out of his mind, has been all year. Um, and it's a beautiful thing to watch. And the Cowboys are a scary team to watch. But, uh, you know, what does Stephen A. S- uh, Smith say? Uh, what will go, what can go wrong, will go wrong. They're a disaster waiting to happen. So we'll just keep an eye on that. That's a great division, though. Absolutely. All right, rolling right along. We have the New England Patriots and the Vikings, another matchup on Thanksgiving. Uh, And this was uh, Vikings 33, Patriots 26. You guys want to pass play or one shot? We can at least one shot it, I would say. Yeah, I'm cool with that. Okay, Okay. I'll start on this one. it was weird. Ramondre Stevenson only ran the ball like a couple times. I mean, he got a lot of receptions, but it was it was a strange game. It was a close game, and that like that goal line tight end catch, not catch. You know, there's some there's some drama with that. But having said that, this was a uh, one of those games where how do I want to say this? It's not like New England's bad. Great coaches <laughs> playing well, pretty good team. But you know, the Vikings were what we were talking about. We're mostly saying fraudulent, and this not that it backs it up, but Kirk Cousins, who had an incredible game, I think it was like 31 of 30, like he was laser accurate, threw what he needed to throw, but it just, you shouldn't, if you're this good, theoretically, you shouldn't be this close to New England right now. Um, so I was disappointed from that perspective, especially when like New England's been using Damian Harris and Stevenson for all these runs. And, you know, Mac Jones threw the ball 40 times and they almost won the game, which is not how, I'm not saying Mac can't do it, but. That's not like right. the. That's not what's been happening for their wins. So the fact that they did go deviate and they were almost successful is kind of like, whoa, Vikings, you guys got to figure this stuff out because this is not what I would call a Super Bowl contender in New England. So yeah, they kind of um, the Vikings. They're kind of reminding me of the Eagles right now. Very talented team, young team. 
um, getting by, getting good wins, um, playing some close games to teams that you probably think they shouldn't be close with right now. Um, so, I mean, but they're winning games. They're going to be in the playoffs. Let's just see how that kind of style of like playing down to the level of your competition when the playoff comes works out for them. Um, so we'll see. It's going to be a, a interesting year to, to end it off. Um, yeah, this was kind of, like you said, a weird game, but you kind of just felt like the Vikings are going to win this one, right? Absolutely. Moving right along to Sunday, we had the Houston Texans and the Miami Dolphins. This one, the Dolphins walked away 30 to 15. You guys want to pass this one, play or one shot? I mean, we could pass it for all I care. This is just, you know, this is the Houston Texans. They're the worst team in football. <laughs> Biggest hit of the year happened in that game, though. Oh, my God, if you've seen it. I missed it. I missed it. All right. Sounds like we're passing. Uh, yeah. This next game uh, is is viral right now. Uh, Cincinnati and Tennessee. Uh, Cincinnati gets this one 20 to 16, ending it all off with Ted Karras. Karras? Uh, maybe, Richie, you can help me because I looked up game stats and couldn't find any for him. So I'm not even 100% sure what he does for the Bengals. Uh, but it uh, seems like it got a little boiling hot there. You guys want to pass play or one shot? I mean, we can we can one shot it. I don't know if we need to play. I mean, they're two AFC teams, so I'm just going to kick go into the one shot right now. The two AFC teams, you know, this, this was a game where it didn't matter as much as people thought. Cincinnati needed to win more than Tennessee, let's be clear here. Because Cincinnati has a, a lot of t- tough opponents and this was a tough opponent but they were out joe mixon they were out you know uh what chase uh chase geez wow jamar chase i'm losing my mind uh they're out two weapons so i didn't even expect them to win the fact that they won good for them i'm not gonna like hold my hat on it it is what it is though the way the game ended though should have ended that way it's really like i've been seeing a lot of like feedback and people complaining you cannot touch the long snapper it's really simple a lot of people are like, oh, I never knew that existed. It's because people don't touch the long snapper. You, you're taught you're not right. to touch the long snapper. Even when you play like Pee Wee, you don't do that. You just stay away because the dude's neck, he's like bent down. He can't see you. He's looking, you know, between his freaking legs. You don't touch him. So it, it was a bonehead play. Quite frankly, I still don't think it truly would have made that big of a difference. Tannehill wasn't like lighting it up and they would have had to drive all the way down the field to get a touchdown to tie. You know what I mean? It, like, anyway. Uh, the game ended really weirdly. It was unfortunate because it was a close, good game overall. But, you know, weird ending. It is what it is. It doesn't really affect the teams either way. Cincinnati just kind of needed it to really make sure they're close, you know, still in that, like, leading the playoff hunt wild card position. But I think if either team, you know, if, if they would have lost, it's not like they're out. So this was just a game. If they play each other in the playoffs, it's going to be a whole different game. It's that simple. So whatevs. So I didn't get to see the end of this game. Um, so something happened with a punt, is and then the Bengals got a first down. Is that field goal? No, what happened? Yeah, exactly. So they kicked a field goal. It went in, but the point what people were mad about to some Tennessee fans, not all, was that they they ran over the long snapper. You know, like they literally pushed him down. You can't do the game. Uh-huh. So they right. shoved his ass down, and they're like, "Oh, well, he made the field goal. Who cares?" And it's like, "Well, it's a, it's like roughing the passer, roughing the kicker. It's the equivalent. Right. You just can't do it." 
So yes, they got a first down, like you said, and they they could just kneel the the game was over. They kneeled it. But mm. even if that didn't happen, theoretically, there's a field goal and they still had to run down to tie the game. I'm not saying they couldn't have, but it was an egregious play. It's player safety. This guy could have easily hurt himself. That's why they enforced this so strongly. So. Mm. And Ted Karras, is he he was he the the snap holder? Yeah, he's a snapper. Okay, because I, I looked. I tried to do my research like a good sportsman, and I couldn't find him. I'm like, he's a long snapper. Yeah, he uh, he uh, he let the fans have it after all of that. Um, all right, so moving on right along, we had the Panthers and the Broncos. Carolina got this one 23 to 10. Um, we had some animosity on the sidelines between players and Russell Wilson, uh, just asking them what, what's what's cooking, because it's not you. Uh, you guys want to pass it, play it, or one shot? <laughs> we can play it. We can play it. Why not? Let's let's just make fun of them. Who cares? Let's do it. Great. Sahi, you can start. Yeah. Oh, man. Where to begin with this one? The Broncos are just so trash. So trash. And it starts with Russell Wilson. Um, he's just like oblivious to like everything. Like he doesn't think he's playing bad. He like thinks he's still cooking, still thinks like people love him. He's like the the butt of every joke right now. Um, the whole less ride thing is like people are having a field day with it and he just keeps doing it. And it's just like, bro, like what's going on? It's like, he really doesn't care. The only thing he cares about is his brand now. Um, he's making all the money that he can make. Um, if he doesn't win football games um, anymore, screw it. You know, um, they made him throw that pick at the one yard line in the Super Bowl. He could have had two pick, uh, two Super Bowl rings. Coach made a horrible call. And now he's like, screw the whole league. I'm going to get this money and act like I'm all for the team. I'm doing high knees on the freaking plane <laughs> while everybody's trying to sleep and shit. Like, come on, man. Like, it's it's... It's, it's just funny to watch. Um, I didn't see the confrontation, though. I heard about it, like, players, like, talking shit, like, whatever to them, you know? And that's that's bad. You can't have that on your, on your team, on the sideline, um, for the whole world to see, maybe in the locker room. But come on, man. I'm, I'm excited to see how the rest of the season plays out. Like, do they fire Russell Wilson, like sit him on the bench? It's kind of like Russell Westbrook with the Lakers last year. You know, it just looked like you were supposed to be like a good player. You used to be one of the greats of this league and now you're just terrible. Like what happened? Yeah. Yeah. I, and just to clarify, they, I, whether it's uh, for appearance or not, Russell and the, I believe, defensive linebacker that, that got into it with them said that it was all out of love in the press conference afterwards. But it looked pretty feisty. I don't know. But you, uh, what do you think? <laughs> well, again, here's what I'll say. Um, it was defensive lineman. I just don't know who it was because it was a big boy. He ain't a linebacker. But anyways, um, he was walking to the sideline and Russ said something. Probably like something encouraging, you know what I mean? Like, truthfully, it's not like he said some, he wasn't shit talking this defense. This is an all time great defense. Literally an all time great defense. So, he, but he probably said something like, you know, like, let's ride, you know, something stupid. And then this dude just turned and, <laughs> you know, he was angry. And Russ is like, 
gosh, man, I'm sorry. You can see it on his face. Like, like, well, I don't know what I did. So, yes, this is going to be one of the greatest blunder. And it's funny, too, because at the beginning of the summer, everyone was roasting the Seahawks. And, you know, oh, my God, you guys, you know, blah, 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 you're going to be trash. And they're, they're, they're cooking. And Russ isn't. And honestly, Denver, they'd have to win out to be 9-8. and eight. I think they're 3-8. and eight. So I think they have to win out. I really think they have to win out. So they're not getting the playoffs. So now it comes to so his his reality, and I, it's not like I don't want to talk about Carolina, but they're trash too. Their defense is good, but they're trash. Who cares about you know the running backs? Whatever they ran like forty times. It was like forty to twenty possession. Carolina to Denver. That's how bad rest is playing. Anyways, um, what I do want to focus on real quick is they're gonna have to fire the coach. I forgot his name. Used to be the Green Bay Packers uh, offensive coordinator. Uh, Aaron Rodgers loved him. They, I think Hackett. I think they hired Hackett because they're hoping Aaron would come to Denver. I think that was like Plan A. Hired Hackett. Hey, come on, Aaron. Aaron didn't want to come. Then they went for Russ. And don't get me wrong, when you look at it like two historic quarterbacks, makes sense. You bring Russ in and he's terrible. Well, you're stuck with him for five years, guaranteed. Like, guaranteed. He's an albatross on your neck now. Because he's going to cost, this year was $45 million this year. Um, they're, they're, they're on the table and on the books for $200 million for over the next five years. So they have, like, you can't sit this dude. You just can't. Like, it's too much money just sitting there. You know, like, this is, like, what you said, a Russell Westbrook type thing, except it's worse. Because this is five years they're stuck with this dude. Five years. And in football, as we all know, the quarterback kind of dictates everything. Like, Russ is trash right now. Well, last year, this year he's played pretty good. Uh, but he's not the reason they suck. They suck because they have no shooting and they're, like, a terrible team, period. This, right. Russ is, you know, if Russ isn't good, they can't be good. And that's the problem. Russ isn't good. So they're going to have to fire Hackett because you can't get rid of Russ. You're stuck with you're stuck with this dude. So you got to get another coach. You got to change it up. And you got to hope this next guy can like Pete Carroll this and figure out how to get Russ at least serviceable. Um, this season is over. This is embarrassing. And this might go down as this might be a Herschel Walker level trade when it's all said and done years from now. When we look back at this. Mm-hmm. No, no. Oh. It could be. I mean, it really could be. It could be. They they sold the farm just like yeah, Hurst, they really the Herschel did. trade. Yeah. So this could be the same thing. We, we will have to see because Herschel was washed the moment he stepped over there, and it's true. Yeah. And this right now, Russ is looking the same way. And they, I mean, they got what three first rounders, second round, all kind player. This is this is looking bad for Denver. Denver is going to be screwed for years if they can't get a new coach and figure this out with Russ for next year because this season's over. This season's done. <laughs> All right, all right. As always, we want to know what you think in the comments below. We got one more, then we'll head to a quick break and come back and finish off the NFL. The Jets and the Bears. Jets got this one 31 to 10. Is this one you guys want to pass play or one shot? I think we should play this song. I want to play this song. One specific reason I want to trash talk on Zach Wilson. Yo, Mike White came in, and this is my man's roasted the Bengals the only time he got to play, right? I mean, he went for 400 yards on the number three defense two years ago. So this dude, this dude can play. He's a baller. I don't know why he never got that opportunity. I'm not saying he's going to magically, you know, make the Jets amazing, and I'm not overreaching here. But the point I'm trying to make is Zach Wilson 
has been playing like ass. I think we all know that. We can all agree. He finally got benched. It took, oh, you know, it took way too long from him being a poor leader vocally and like within the press, let alone his actual play, that to bench him. And again, if he didn't suck, this is what crazy about this kid seems to think like, oh, it's just like because of what he said. It's not what you said. It's because you suck, dude. You can, you know, sexually abuse 24 women and still get to play if you're good. It's really that simple. You just suck, dude. And here's the problem. Here's the real problem. Here's the real problem. Is that Mike White balling out, balling out. He throws a touchdown. He runs over there to Joe Flack on the quarterback coach. And they're looking at the tablet. And Zach Wilson's over in the corner on the bench by himself, like just staring off into space. You know, this kid doesn't get it. He's rattled. This is a reset. He's done for the year. Like they need to figure it out and maybe next year. I mean, you know, this kid needs to like, God, I, I don't want to be such an asshole, but I'm, I'm real. Like he just has a face you want to punch, you know, he's like, he's just this Mormon little piece of crap. Like he, you know, <laughs> like he fucked his best friend's mom, guys. I'm sorry. I got to bring out all the drama. This kid is crazy. So I just, mm-hmm. I, watching this kid get drafted number two, you know, over a guy like Trey Lance like over a guy like Justin Fields because we were originally talking about Justin Fields potentially being a top three now that's up for debate we don't need to go back but nobody can tell me nobody can tell me Zach Wilson's better than Justin Fields or Trey Lance for that matter Trey Lance didn't even play very well but nobody can tell me that this kid is a bust I'm calling it now this is Jamarcus Russell type stuff this this kid is not any good I don't care about a reset or anything he's gonna be trash for life for Chicago it's whatever Justin Fields is out and Trevor Simeon's garbage. They're all garbage. All the quarterbacks stuff over there. You know, Fields has been playing pretty good. They didn't have a shot. David Montgomery is a garbage running back. Me and Sai, he's talked about this over and over and over. They had no chance without Justin Fields. Even with Justin playing pretty damn well and them playing around him, they can't win. They're just scoring more. So this is a bad team in Chicago. This is a great team in the Jets. White's awesome. Good for him. He had a hell of a game. Zach Wilson, I hope you never get an opportunity to start in this league again. You suck. And, I'm done. and of course, Zach Wilson's welcome to come on uh, the Wax Sports Podcast to your yeah, Feel on. free. I'll say to your face. <laughs> yeah, this is why uh, Justin Fields needs to be the MVP this year, right? Um, without him, they just look like complete dogs. All right. Um, they're not explosive, um, they're not exciting to watch, and they just got blew out by a team that started some random guy uh, and uh, big the big Mike White. Um, he had a big game uh, a couple years ago, like Richie said, against the uh, the Bengals. He came out and just ripped to shreds the, uh, the Bears defense. They traded everybody. So, um, you know, they just don't have any hope without Justin Fields. That's why he's the MVP, even though they've got a bad record. Um, but whenever that kid is playing, they've got a chance to win. Um, but on the point to Zach Wilson, um, I knew that coming out of college and coming out of draft. I wouldn't draft Zach Wilson. Now on Madden, his rookie year, he was pretty good. I was playing with Zach, Zach Wilson because he was overhyped at the time, you know? Right. Um, they, um, they rated him based on his potential, and that potential was – pretty good but he just you played at BYU bring him young like that's a Mormon is he Mormon yeah he is Mormon no I'm serious he's dead serious I'm not trash talking Mormons to clarify people but yes he is Mormon yeah so yeah they um I don't know it just doesn't um 
It just doesn't add up how he was the starting quarterback of the Jets in the first place. Uh, but um, good on the Jets, man. They're they're seven and four. They look great. Um, they're just a scrappy bunch. Um, you just never know what you're going to get out of them. Um, and they could be pushing for a playoff spot. The solid second year. Um, they play good defense. Um, they they obviously got great receivers. Um, what what was it? Who had the uh, Garrett Wilson, 95 yards? Yeah, Wilson. Um, two touchdowns. He's That boy's a beast coming out of Ohio State. Guys go to the league out of Ohio State and put up big numbers. Um, but that sh- crazy uh, play calling down there um, hinders their growth. Um, but, um, you know, just I hope, uh, you know, uh, Josh Rosen, that's what uh, Zach Wilson is. That's my comparison. He's going to be on somebody's practice squad here in uh, about two years. For oh sure. yeah, he'll he'll get a second chance as like practice squad third stringer for you know that's the annoying thing and this is why I'm so mad when you're first round pick and you're white you get a second chance no matter what even if you don't deserve it it is what it is and like mm-hmm. this kid I, I hate to go on a rant but this kid played like one year of college didn't get to play the next year and it was all off quote unquote tape of one year where he had a good year against scrubs like it is what it is BYU they don't play anybody. You know, BYU always averages like 40 points per game. Like, who gives a crap? There's never been a good quarter, like multiple times, like in the early 2000s, they try to have these BYU quarterbacks come out like they're going to do anything. And they're not. And this is no different. You know, uh, you know, Trey Lance is a project just like Zach Wilson is. But Trey Lance actually, you know, has some intangibles. Zach Wilson is just a white guy who's a quarterback. Like, what else is I was so disgusted. Like, Kenny Pickett is a significantly better quarterback. There are so many quarterbacks. You know, that I would rather take this year than like last year and Wilson. You know, like Kenny Pickett dropped. I was shocked he dropped so low, quite frankly. Kenny Pickett's yeah. a good quarter. There's a lot of good quarterbacks this year that were so much better than like Wilson should have been a second round pick. I'm not saying he's complete ass, but like he never deserved to be the second pick of last year. Absolutely absurd. Disgusting. Yeah. All right. Well, folks, let us know what you think about those first games in the comments below while this commercial plays. But hey, pay attention to the commercial, too. You know, go and hit a like, a subscribe button, something like that. The Wire Sports Podcast. We're at season nine, baby. We'll be right back after this. Wow. Kenny Pickett, 14 for 18. Yeah. Yeah, we're back and better than ever on the Wire Sports Podcast. <laughs> That's not a catchphrase that we're going to use again. Um, no. But yeah, <laughs> check out all the shows here at uh, H2G Radio. There has been a lull uh, with True Crime for the Innocent Mind, but it's back. It's back, and you need to go check it out because this season is ridiculous. Uh, here in just a couple episodes, we will be getting into the Ted Bundy story, and that's not one you're going to want to miss. Uh, if you're into true crime, go check that show out. Of course, we got Freemess on Fridays. 
uh, that's just the place to be. I just get over there. Sahi, yeah. tell, tell, get over. There. Yeah, it's like the perfect place if you just want to just uh, hear some absolute just random amazing conversations. Um, it's like literally the best show out. Tied with the wire. All right. It got tense in here. No, not as tense as it was for all. Oh, this wasn't a tense game, was it? We had Washington Commanders against the Atlanta Falcons. No Trey here to, to stand up for the for Atlanta. You guys, uh, this game ended up Washington on top, nineteen to thirteen. Do you want to pass it? Do you want to play it, or do you want a one shot? I mean, I'll just one shot very, very, very briefly. Atlanta was rolling. Now the start, you know, they're five and seven. It's not like they're completely mathematically out of things, but they just, you know, Mar- Mariota's got to go. So that's what I'm going with. As far as the commanders, they're seven and five and they're last in their division. And we always were last year, NFC least, NFC lead. This, te- this year, pretty solid teams. So, you know, good job for Washington. Uh, and get rid of Mariota if you're Atlanta. Tight. Let, let's uh, look at the strength of schedule for the NFC East. Um, I still feel like they're the NFC least, but most lucky this year. Um, uh, they got really, really, really favorable, favorable schedules. Um, so, yeah, it's, it is what it is. Um, yeah, it came down to the wire. Um, again, just in NFC South fashion, another team shoots themselves in the foot and just can't get it done late. Um, but like Richie said, they're not out of it. It's still really anybody's division, even at four and eight with the Saints. They can still creep. It's everybody's in it, just like everybody's in uh, the um, NFC East, you know? All right. Uh, moving on over to a game that. Uh... I'm not sure I expected the Browns and the Buccaneers. Browns got this one 23 to 17. We've heard uh, in, the, in the previous weeks that he needs Giselle back. Uh, we've heard no Tom Brady slander, but dot, dot, dot. <laughs> do you guys want to, uh, do you guys want to pass player one shot the uh, Browns and Buccaneers? We can play it because I went to this game. Oh, cool. Uh, yeah, I went to this game. Uh, it was a great atmosphere. Uh, First Energy Stadium up in Cleveland. If you're a Browns fan, definitely go to one of the games. Um, the fans are some of the most loyal fans um, in the entire uh, NFL. They have no shot at making the playoffs this year, but the fans were just absolutely wild. When um, Nick Chubb scored the touchdown in overtime, the place went absolutely crazy. Crazy when Joku scored that touchdown on fourth and eleven, the place went absolutely nuts. It was just fun to be in there and just look around at all the 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 Browns fans and be like, man, like my Buccaneers used to be one of these teams. I used to get so excited for every win and like used to make or break my Sunday, you know. And um, I was just kind of glad they won. I didn't want to get into a fight going out of there for my Bucks win. One, uh, we had the game. We had it. Had them to fourth and 11. Um, 
uh, what's the quarter? Uh, Brissett, Jacoby Brissett's back there. He's like trying to find somewhere to go with the ball. I think we're about to get him sacked. He launches it up to Njoku, and it's like it mad me. Just goes up one hand, comes down with it. They tie the game. Coach Bowles. This is like the big like talk all day today. I guess is he. We left the fourth, the second half with all three timeouts on the last drive for the Bears. We just allowed him to drive all the way downfield. Didn't call any timeouts. Didn't prepare or set up Brady for a comeback. All we needed was three points. They tied the game up. We would have just needed three points um, if we could at least had a minute and a half. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Um, even if with no timeouts, we could have done some things, but they left 32 seconds. Um, after the first play, they didn't call a timeout. Um, it was just horrible coaching all around, um, especially at the end of the game. It's a game the Buccaneers should and uh, should have won. They should have won this game point blank. I'll just say that. But the only highlight is, you know, still first place in the division. So there's that. It's just like, I feel like the winner of this division is going to be below 500. And it's going to be really sad. Um, and um, But you never know. if uh, Let's say Tom Brady and the Buccaneers do get into the playoffs uh, um, in that division leader spot because no team in the NFC South is making the wild card. Um, like the team last in the NFC East is 7-4. and four. That's wild. There's like two divisions, NFC East and AFC North or AFC East, right? East, yeah, 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 yeah. it's the East teams, yeah. Both. Oh man, my headphones just died. I hope you guys can hear me still. <laughs> we can hear you. <laughs> We're good. We got you. They're they're not charging. I don't know why. I thought, but they're not charging. But um, yeah, it was just a great atmosphere. I love the game. Um, but yeah, that's all I wanted to say. We could have won that game. Coaching let us down, just like Ohio State. I knew once the Buckeyes lost, I knew the Buccaneers were going to lose too. <laughs> Always how it works, man. It is. It is, Richie. Uh, your take, but also just a little uh, sweet addition in here because this was game eleven. So uh, Jacoby Brissett had a nice walk off the field because something we talked about at the beginning of the season is kind of right, and specifically you. You said that you know the Browns without. Deshaun Watson could go. What was it? Did, did you call this exact? I think uh, I, I thought it would seven. be either. Yeah, I thought it was going to be four to seven or five and six because of because of Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb. It didn't really work out that way because Kareem Hunt has been complaining, and so they've been relying on Chubb more. But uh, they they kind of weathered the storm. Yeah, like we talked about at the beginning of the year. So that's what I was actually going to talk about for Cleveland. If you're a Cleveland fan. Although I will say, and I agree with uh, Sahi here, the Cleveland fans are the most supportive fans in the world. You can sexually assault 23 people and they'll still defend you. They're, they're fantastic. Uh, anyways, um, they're going to have a great tune-up game for Deshaun. Now, he shouldn't, and I do mean this, he should not avoid this game against the Houston Texans. Obviously, you know, the booing and everything. Because that Houston, you know, this he'd be the, the biggest villain ever right there, let alone he is the biggest villain in the NFL. Having said that, he shouldn't skip this tune-up game because after that, they got to play the Bengals and the Ravens, right? So those are important games. They're four and seven. They're not completely out of it because honestly, the Ravens can't hold a lead and they're they're screwing up. Now we've all talked about all year that Baltimore 
by de facto right now is the best team right and we talked about with Deshaun Watson that Cleveland is theoretically better and will be better next year kind of thing. that's what we've been mostly I think the guys have, we've kind of been on the same page with that and that clearly this year right now Baltimore especially how hot they were starting and how well they were playing they look like the best team and last year they're injured and still did well um, having said that you know this is important they're four and seven they're not out of this division Cincinnati is is more out of it so to speak than Cleveland because Cincinnati is I think one in four in their own division so they're not winning the division they're gonna have to get enough wins in the wild card whereas cleveland is actually doing well in the division so theoretically if they can hit cincinnati here like you know tune-up game beat houston find a way to beat cincinnati on you know deshaun's second weekend and then find a way to beat baltimore which again cincinnati like i'd say right now cincinnati's looking a little better than baltimore the point is both of them could easily be beaten by this team if deshaun's even like 60% of what Deshaun Watson's capable of. Amari Cooper's playing great. And if they just run the damn ball with Nick Chubb, which they haven't been doing except the last couple weeks, if you give him 20 carries, you can win this game without Deshaun Watson, just from Nick Chubb and this defense. So they, they really need to make him play this Houston game. You got to make him do it. You got to let him get all the garbage throws and all the, the really out of sync things that are going to happen and get through the growing pains with this Texans game because they're so bad. Even his bad play will be fine. Hopefully, it'll be good enough to play Cincinnati and Baltimore because they beat those three in a row. They're, they're going to be first in the division just like that. So this is kind of crazy that this could kind of happen and that they, they did weather the storm as well as I was expecting. But having said that, it really comes down to Deshaun hasn't played in almost two years. What is this guy going to look like? We don't know. So this Houston game is going to be very curious. But if you're a Cleveland fan, you're excited. You're four and seven. And I know that sounds weird to say it like that. You're four and seven, but you could easily get a path to being seven and seven and first in your division, just like that. You got a top three quarterback coming back. You know, this this is where you wanted to be. This is the best you could hope for. Jacoby played great, all things considered. Uh, you know, even again, beat Cincinnati, beat the Steelers, you know, all these teams. I didn't expect. They, they barely lost to Baltimore by three points. You know, th- this this is a team that could very well be first in the FC North. I didn't anticipate that part, but uh, wow. You know, if you're Cleveland, you're very excited. I just, uh, when you guys talk about the loyal fans, if you haven't seen it, there's an old viral YouTube video of a fan yelling at the stadium. <laughs> the Factory of Sadness, I'll see a Sunday video. It's just classic. I couldn't queue it up in time. But, uh, in all seriousness, <laughs> Cleveland does have great fans. I'm just having a fun with Deshaun there. <laughs> yeah. Cleveland fans, you're great. We love you. And sometimes the dog pound. <laughs> the dog pound. Speaking of Baltimore, they had a run in with Jacksonville, and Jacksonville came out on top. This game finished twenty-eight to twenty-seven. Uh, you guys stole to, that game. You want a pass player one shot? No, I want to play it because Lamar Jackson <laughs> tweet just cracks me up, dude. Oh my gosh, that brother needs to stay off Twitter. He needs to get an agent right now. He needs a PR guy. He needs to shut the fuck up so he can get his money. I don't even remember the exact thing because he deleted the tweet, but it was based. <laughs> There's a bunch of people hating on him after the game, which I'm not. You know, I'm not going to sit here and pick apart Lamar Jackson. I think he's a boss. We've talked about this. This dude gets bumps out there and he makes magic happen even with nobody as wide receiver. The only decent guy he ever got, they already traded away. And I don't even think he was very good anyway with Hollywood. Dude, dude couldn't catch anything. Like bounced out of his hands over and over and over. But what happened and why I was laughing so much is um, after, 
Jacksonville did a two-point conversion and stole the game literally, right? That's how that, that's what happened. And go for Jacksonville. Why not? You know, you have a losing season, go for a win. Who gives it, you know, like why are you gonna tie, probably losing overtime? Just either win or lose right there. Put it in your hands. They they pulled it off. You know, good for them. Trevor Lawrence has been playing great, actually. Uh, but the focus on Baltimore and what happened with Lamar Jackson that cracked me up. I don't have the exact tweet, but basically it's like all you guys are hating, shut the blank up, and something about like dick eating. And so then like, <laughs> if you know Jamison Hensley, because I'm an AFC North guy, so Jamison Hensley has been a beat writer for Baltimore and he used to be a Cincinnati one. So Cincinnati to Baltimore. And so Jamison Hensley was kind of like, hey, like, you know, kind of doing that provocative, like that's kind of anti-gay. And then Lamar Jackson was like, you know, I'm not anti-gay, blah, blah, blah. And so like a lot of people have been joking, like, yeah, anybody can eat a dick. It doesn't have to be a gay guy. <laughs> Twitter has been amazing. <laughs> Lamar Jackson deleted the tweet. Um, John Harbaugh talked to him. You know, obviously it's a, a lesson learned. He's a young man. And at that age, I know I said that kind of stuff. So I'm not judging him. But, you know, in this day and age, you just don't tweet. You know, like you just lost a game that you basically had stolen from you. Your emotions are high. Just stay off Twitter, guys. You know, all the to all these pro athletes, not just like NFL players. These pro athletes need to just stay off Twitter. It's very toxic. You know, like that's not Lamar Jackson. I agree. They all said it's out of character, yada, yada, yada. We all agree with that. It was just funny because he just got, you know, it's just like when you're playing Call of Duty and that 13 year old is calling you the F word, which is obviously I'm not going to say that slur. And you just get tired of it. You're just like, you know what? Bleep, 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 you know, you just get so mad. That that was that moment for Lamar Jackson. Stay off Twitter, man. It was, but well, I thought it was hilarious. Oh my goodness. He's not anti-gay. Leave the guy alone. It was just really over the top. Because again, he just said like, guys who eat <laughs> Like, why would you say that? I don't know. Yeah. He, he rage quit. So <laughs> he rage quit. He literally rage quit. I'll try to find the tweet. Well, I give Sahi the floor because it, it was just so stupid but funny to me. Oh my god! Oh, hold on! Oh, oh Sahi's, yeah. Sahi's live down on the field. Uh, we're trying to get over to Sahi. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. I thought my headphone cut out because, but both of you were muted. I thought you were going to say something. Uh, <laughs> I'll say, I'll say this though. Um, Lamar Jackson did everything he really could to win this game. Um, two minutes left, they score a touchdown. Um, you're playing Jacksonville. Um, you're supposed to be leading your division. You're supposed to um, take control right here, right? Uh, but. Your defense lets you down. You can't let uh, Trevor Lawrence and uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars go down and score a touchdown in the final two minutes. And on top of that, get a two-point conversion. Um, Lamar passed for almost 300 yards, no interceptions, ran for almost 100 yards. Um, um, and people hating on them for that. Yeah, they can go eat it. You know, not sure. <laughs> I'm just playing. But um, that's hilarious that that went down on Twitter. I'm not always on Twitter, like, catching, like, whatever's going down. But it's always something um, hilarious going on in the comment section and the retweets. Like, come on. 
Um, you definitely, as a famous person, star athlete, contract year, like Richie's right. You got to stay off of that. Um, it's it's just one of those things. Zay Jones went off 145 yards. Um, I believe he scored the uh, the winning touchdown. What would be the winning touchdown? Um, yep. Yeah, it's just. Uh, oh, it was Marvin Jones. It was Marvin Jones. But uh, come on, uh, that's just a win that you can't have, and that's not play championship football. Um, to lose games like that, they've lost so many games in the fourth quarter that they were up. Um, defense is just letting them down over and over. And who's to blame for that? Is it um, Jim Harbaugh? I feel like um, Lamar Jackson is such a superstar and talent. Like Jim Harbaugh is never on the hot seat, you know? Because who's who's the defensive quarter coordinator over there? I don't even know. I, I don't know to be honest. I got nothing. <laughs> Yeah, Jim Harbaugh's got to do something about that defense. Um, and I hate that it's always on the shoulders of Lamar whenever they lose. You know? mm-hmm. At a, first, they're not paying them his money, and then when they lose, they got to... Uh, it's just sad, man. It's just sad. Hopefully, hopefully he, he finds them a new home after this year because he's wasting his years in Baltimore. I agree with that. He's wasting his years in Baltimore. No bias as a Bengal fan. But I, I got here's a tweet and here's a, the Lamar tweet. The tweet that set him off was when someone is asking for over 250 million guaranteed, like Lamar Jackson games like this, should not come to Justin Tucker. So let Lamar walk and spend that money on a well-rounded team. So that's what somebody said, and then Lamar said, "Boy, STFU, y'all be capping too much on this app." Motherfucker never smelt a football field, never did shit, but eat dick. <laughs> so again, I think it's absolutely reaching to imply this is like, you know, anti-LGBTQ plus. So, you know, it's, it's not. It's just, it's just like really weird shit talk. It's a very strange thing to say. But uh, I understand his frustration. Please, boy, stay off Twitter. You don't, you don't, this, you want, you deserve... 250 plus anywhere but just stop Twitter man yeah right Justin Tucker though with the 67 yard attempt and he came a couple yards away from it you know? so close Maybe as long 60, as 66 right as long yeah. as it is 66 yeah he was about a yard off <laughs> he was about one yard away that was close uh, I'm just glad that this game happened um, for, for uh, Harbaugh's sake. You know, I'm glad that this, both of these games happened after Thanksgiving, so he didn't have to deal with the brotherly bullshit at the at the dinner table. Um, no, sure. <laughs> well, we beat our rivals. What's going on? Um, all right. So now we're moving on over to the Las Vegas Raiders, uh, who beat the Seattle Seahawks forty to thirty four. You guys want to pass play or one shot? Uh, I'll at least one shot. I'm down I'm with that. Sure. Go ahead. Okay. So they needed this win. I still think they're dead in water. Josh Jacobs, screw you. Uh, he's on my fantasy team. He's been playing pedestrian. You know, he's, he's leading the league and rushing now after 300 all-purpose yards and scored 45 points when he's been averaging 15. So, you know what? You had a great day, dude, but stop being a bum. Maybe you play like that all the time. Uh, this is honestly, in all seriousness, though, this guy is super talented. 
I was terrified in the playoff game. To be honest, I was more scared of the Oakland Raiders than when I was watching the Chiefs and, and everyone else. Because Josh Jacobs just ran over the Bengals defenders over and over and over. That dude is a monster. He reminds me of like Brandon Jacobs, to be honest, but more athletic. Uh, and, you know, he had a coming out party. Uh, and, you know, this was, a, this was a big game for them, especially after all the negative stuff going in the locker room that Derek Carr has been alluding to. And I think a lot of the players aren't buying into McDaniels. So this, this was huge. They needed it. And a uh, good one by the Raiders. I was surprised Seattle lost this, but, you know, kudos to the Raiders. Yeah. Uh, is Darren Waller still hurt? Yeah, he's still hurt. Yeah, he's still hurt. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> both of these teams are like super similar. Um, you just never know what you're going to get out of them each week. Seattle's been able to pull through with more wins than the, the, the Raiders have um, through the course of the season. But I see them as similar teams. Um, Geno Smith's a, um, what do they call him? A, uh, God dang it. I should have this right at the tip of my tongue, but a journey, right? He's been around yeah. the league. Um, he's he, he's a veteran. He's a great leader in the locker room. Um, but he's not going to be able to sustain you all year. And we're seeing that. It, the mistakes are coming, um, even though he only threw one pick. But that's enough to, uh, to give the game away, even though Derek Carr threw more. But Derek Carr also threw one more touchdown. Um, he's like a um, he's like a Jameis Winston style guy, right? He's not afraid to throw the ball in there and take chances and and put it all out on the line. You know, he'll he's a he's a scrappy kind of guy. Roll out um, the the Raiders though. I just felt like we were going to get a better version of this team this year, especially with Devontae Adams going out there, them being old college roommates, but. You never know. Maybe uh, Aaron Rodgers leaves Green Bay and goes down to uh, Las Vegas to reunite with uh, Devontae Adams next year. Um, and they just kind of work this plan out the whole time and, and they get Derek Carr out of there and he goes somewhere else. You never know. Um, crazy things happen in the offseason. So that's what they're looking forward to. Um, the Seahawks, I, I, I think they peaked. I think um, it's going to be Your mic. Oh, I think we uh, lost Saeed for a little bit there. Oh, no. I, I'd say Aaron Rodgers needs to go on down to Fox and take that offer. <laughs> or whoever gave it was, right. it was NBC. It was NBC, I think. Yeah. Never never knowing what he's capable of, and they offered him that. <laughs> and honestly, uh, I, I'd say about the same about Sean McVay. We've been talking about how good of a coach he is, and they are offering him like $20 million a year. I mean, you know, look, look what the Rams aren't looking too hot. He should have took that money, man. $20 million a year. Absolutely. And that was Fox for Sean McVay. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, Sahi is still frozen. We're, we're going to go uh, right onto the next game. Hopefully we get him back here pretty quick. Uh, oh, oh, oh. He's back. Back He's in back. action. Like he never left. Can you hear us? He's 
he's live in. All right, he's still handling himself. Yeah. Why don't Why don't we move on to the next let's, game and get him prepared? Yeah, let's tee it up while uh, Sahi's figuring that out. There we have the Chargers and the Cardinals. My glasses are smudged. Uh, another game that came down to one point. Chargers got this one over. The Cardinals, 25 to 24. You guys want to pass this one, play it, or one shot? Well, let's at least one shot it in the meantime. Yeah. So so I'll start off with this. Uh, this is, oh my God. We're going to have two head coaches fire. I can't remember his name. What is it? King, Klingsbury? I don't remember. I can't remember the Arizona Cardinals head coach. So if you can look that up in a minute, Justin. I'm spacing on his name. This boy about to get fired. The only time I'll talk about is the end of the game. The very last play call, they have like people have been kind of roasting Kyle, Kyler Murray, and I'm like, what did you expect? And let me explain. Four seconds left. They have one timeout. He goes back. He goes, you know, oh, doesn't have his first option, and he just sits there and waits. And what happened is it was an in route, and then a dig. So he only had one one go. So one guy going, you know, hail mary style, and then they were what I think they were trying to do is get like a cheeky 10 to 20 yard down the middle thing. But it was the first look wasn't available. And so then Kyler, you know, he wasn't just going to chuck it for the sake of chucking. The game was over. So he kind of threw something, hoping they catch it and do like, you know, a little reverse, you know, clever BS thing. It was a Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury, I think is the guy's name. Anyways, um, this dude going to get fired. That is a stupid play call. Four seconds. Th- this reminds me of the Cowboys when they did that quarterback draw and ran out of time to spike the ball. It's the same kind of thing, just a poor understanding and management of game clock. Like they had no time left. You got to draw up something. You have DeAndre Hopkins, you got Kyler Murray. You got to go for it. And the previous year they did that. They did a Hail Mary where um, Nuck uh, caught it on three guys, right? Like go for that play. This play made no sense. I blame this solely on the coaching. Uh, This Arizona team uh, is by far way more sorry than we anticipated. You know, I think they're four and eight or something like that. Uh, It's not going well. And uh, this was a weird game. Super close, but weird game. Uh, As far as the charges go, Justin Herbert, man, kind of been disappointing. This team is not as good as we thought they were. And they're pretty bad, too. So, shocked. All right. Uh, Sahi is still working on getting that technical, technical difficulties. Sahi, can you hear us out there? Oh, he's connecting now. He can connecting. you hear us? Do we have him back? I don't no. think he can hear us just yet. Let's uh, let's hit up. Let's go ahead and hit up uh, one more game here. Uh, we don't want to go through all of these without Sahi. We got uh, the Chiefs and the Rams, I think is the next one to talk about. Just because, Richie, we're talking about threats in the league. Bill's big talk of Super Bowl. I, we, we really don't hear, I talk, you know, outside of this, I talk sports with people and we don't hear about, and I'm in Kansas City, uh, Chiefs being a contender, but they're just solid across the board. They got this one, 26 to 10. We've talked about the Rams, Super Bowl hangover, now Stafford's out. Uh, what do you make of this game? Uh, here's what I make of this game. We're not going to talk about the Rams. There's no point discussing them. Cooper Cup's out, Stafford's out, Aaron Donald's out. Like, this team is done. The, the, truthfully, they were pretty much done from the get-go anyway. So let's focus on Kansas City. And like you said, I think they're not getting the respect they deserve. I believe they're 9-2. and two. You know, they're, they're looking sharp. Um, 
this is a this is a big game. They're playing Cincinnati. Uh, Jamar Chase is injured and coming back off of an injury. This is not, you know, I think the Chiefs fans will want this to be like their revenge game, but you know, you can't if you're being logical, you can't treat it that way, right? Like again, this is a their best player has been injured for the last 5 weeks and has like a broke, you know, had a broken hip and torn like ligament. Like he's not going to be great in this game, but what you do need to do is just do what you've been doing, which is playing on all cylinders offensively. Um, this is a team that's nine and two, and again, in my opinion, the clear favorite of the AFC for now. Um, but it's not like they're 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 just dominating. Like, uh, for instance, they beat the Chargers by three points, which we just discussed. I was kind of disappointed. They barely beat the Chargers. They beat the Rams twenty six to ten, but this was a very sorry Rams. Like we're talking about, I don't even want to talk about it too much. You know, like they they barely beat the Titans, which is fine. You know, Titans are the second best AFC team behind them, in my opinion. Uh, but, you know, I just haven't seen many games where I was just like blown away. Where like, oh, my God, they're, they're, they're ready to go. But what I will say is this. Tyreek Hill leaves. Everyone's worried. Oh, Tyreek's such a big part. And Tyreek Hill has been successful. One yard separates him and Justin Jefferson for first receiving yards. Fantastic wide receiver. The Chiefs don't care. They could grab any scrub off of the field and make them work in this system. Andy Reid is a genius. Patrick Mahomes is that guy. This offense is firing on all cylinders. They have arguably the best defensive tackle in football. I'll, I'll, you know, we'll, we'll talk about that down the road. We don't need to talk about it right now. But this is a great team. Uh, this is a team that's, weirdly enough, not getting enough respect. You know, last every year, Chiefs, 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 Chiefs. And they lose to the Bengals because set of second half miscoaching and then everyone acts like you know like now they don't want to talk about him again this is still the favorite in the afc you know by far then tennessee then it's pick your poison right is it going to be an afc north team maybe maybe but realistically it's the chief season again you know once we get into the playoffs of eight games down the road we'll have a better look because those afc north teams it's gonna be questionable will it be baltimore will it be cleveland will it be cincinnati because some of those teams match up very well with them and we're about to see one of those games this upcoming week but this chiefs team has been underrated they're nine and two and people be acting like you know they're not dominating and it's because buffalo had such a great early season everyone is saying buffalo over kansas city and buffalo is still in it but i still believe the tennessee titans are a bigger threat just because of Rabel's coaching and consistency. This is, like I said, coach the year last year. Everyone was blasting me when I said he's top three coach. I still think he's top three coach. Hell, he's still arguably the best coach in the league. This dude knows what to do, although apparently not with special teams. Uh, and this is a tough team. Uh, I love Kansas City. I think they got what it takes to, to make it as long as they don't have those second half blunders, right? They all, they're a front-running team that kind of runs in the second half most of the time. That's really what they kind of do. They take the lead. They go conservative when they when, when they, they need to. And this is a great team. Uh, Travis Kelsey, you know, my favorite white boy. He, he's the white boy. I love that boy. I think he's like fourth in receiving yards as a tight end. You know, they're, they're just making everything work. Juju's looking like his career is revitalized. Scantling or whatever from Green Bay is looking solid, too. He's on my fantasy uh, I think they have like four wide receivers that have like 400 yards or more. So, the, you know, this is well distributed t- tight end, but well distributed team. Uh, they're they're firing on all cylinders. They're doing great. And the, the, to me, perennial AFC favorite for now, at, you know, a little over halfway through this season. So I want to let Sahi have the last four minutes because this man's been struggling to get back in. 
Yes, I, we're talking Chiefs and uh, why no one else is talking about them. Uh, what do you make of the Chiefs-Rams game or, or the, the lack of convo about the Chiefs in general? Yeah, the Chiefs are a great team. They've got the best quarterback in the NFL. Um, and when you got that guy that can really just move around, make something out of nothing, he's the one that's really cooking. He's been cooking all year. Um, and they've got Travis Kelsey and a bunch of almost number one receivers. Um, those guys are not true number ones, but they're better than number twos. They're Kirkland um, brand. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. There's a there's some Kirkland brand trail mix that is so fire. Exactly, so that's fire. what I'm saying. They're Kirkland and, brand wanting a wide receiver one. <laughs> right. Um, it's probably not your first choice, but if you were like choice. the last thing and you just happen to have it, you'd be like, man, I never would have bought this, but now that I have it, like, this is amazing and I'll do it again. Um, but anyway, the Chiefs are going to be a team that's there at the end. And that's just all there is to it. They win all the games they're supposed to. They got a style that's almost unbeatable. Um, they're just, you, how do you stop them? Um, they've got a solid running game and they've got a quarterback that can make every throw, um, especially when healthy. He's mobile, he'll move. He's what um, he's what CJ Stroud could be if CJ Stroud decided to uh, move around. Um, maybe, I don't know. Um, <laughs> he probably can't be that good, but you know, we're gonna see. Okay, you retracted it. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, I'm just saying because CJ Stroud doesn't run at all, you know, and you got to move around a little bit. But uh, anyway, yeah, the Chiefs are who they are. And uh, the Rams, Sean McVay just thought, you know, maybe they're just starting over because they let Von Miller go. They're, they're not serious on OBJ, the guys that got him there last year. And they're just a completely uh, different team. So it's just sad to see their fall from grace. Um, what's his face uh, from the Lions? Stafford. Matt Stafford. Yeah, yeah. Matthew Stafford. He's just like, he, he's not ever since he pushed that girl off the stage. You know, he's just, <laughs> his socks went all the way Ain't down. Same. Right? Ain't the same. All right. Well, glad to get you back there on that last take, Sahih. And uh, thank you guys as always. I'm excited to be here in season nine of the Wire Sports Podcast on H2G Radio. We're teeing up a big one for you in the comments over on YouTube. We want to know, we want to hear you play the Packers and the Eagles. The Eagles got this one 40 to 33. What the hell's going on with Aaron Rodgers? Let us know. We'll get in there and argue with you a little bit and have some fun. Uh, you can find us all on the link tree. It's all in the description, all the shows. True Crime for the Innocent Mind. We got Free Mess on Fridays. We've got Actors Breakdown coming back soon. Uh, you can catch every episode of the uh, Boss Dog Show and uh, and much more. You can see all of the where we came from, H2G Podcast. We've got eight seasons completely on YouTube and all of the audio platforms as well as the Wire Sports Podcast going all the way back to the pandemic in 2020 when we had no idea how to do this thing. Uh, and now we're here rocking and rolling. We'll see you next Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Until then, live, laugh, love like it's your last. And hey, stay classy, would you? And I'm talking hey. to you, Browns. Or no, no, not the Browns. Who was who it? The cuss. Huh? Who, 
Oh, the Bengals. Karras. Yeah, the Bengals. Don't, don't say the F word 42 times. 30 seconds. Yeah. You're the you Limp Biscuit. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs>